0: We haven't entirely nailed down what element
1: it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello. Welcome to episode number four of Gaming with the Moms. The podcast with the coolest moms ever who play video games (laughs) and uh, sometimes dads. And then we kind of let another one tag along just because we think she's cool. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Look at these two get yeah. along. Oh, uh, for for once. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at pixelkin.org. And I am the mom of a preschooler. Joined today, as always, with the fabulous mom, Linda Brenneman.
2: Yeah, hi. This is Linda, and um, I have grown-up kids, so I've been through all the ages and
1: stages. <laughs> yeah. So she's going to be the person I Survived. go to for advice all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Simone, who is I, not a mom at all. I lived the ages and stages. Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you put your mom through the ages Yeah, and stages, sorry, right? Mom. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and today our guest is Curtis, who is also not a mom, but a dad. So we let them hang out. That's true. I have a
3: nine-year-old and an 11-year-old who are big gamers.
1: Awesome. So let's get moving to some family gaming news. There's been quite a bit of stuff that uh, has come out recently. Uh, New Plants vs. Zombies coming in 2016. (gasps) Yay. Yay. I'm trying to be excited about the I news know. this week.
0: But there I, it seems like everyone is kind of taking a break to wait for E3 to happen before they announce big new things. Plants yeah. vs. Zombies is super cool, though. I mean, it's one of those co-op games that... Families can play together yeah. and not necessarily have to worry about shooting yeah. violence. If that's garden you're warfare about. is
1: oh garden warfare. So the true, original true. Plants vs Zombies was a brilliant, wonderful game when it came out. There was nothing like it ever before, and it was like plants and zombies go together. How? <laughs> <laughs> but it worked, and it was great. And then they came out with Garden Warfare, mm-hmm. which took it in a whole different direction. It was absolutely fun. My husband and I played the heck out of that game. <laughs> um, But then they have Plants vs. Zombies 2, which came out for mobile devices as a free-to-play game. When it first came out, I thought it was great. Then they went through Mm -hmm. and, like, changed everything.
3: What?
1: Yeah. And now it's a total cash grab. Oh, no. No No way. way. Was it not doing well before that? Probably it wasn't doing well Uh. because there was really no incentive to buy anything if you were a good player. Which I was and which my husband was. Yeah, So yeah. it was very easy to get through without buying anything. So now they made levels <laughs> unbelievably difficult. They went the opposite direction. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, so unfortunate. It is. It's really, really annoying. So that's why I'm semi-excited for this news. The CEO of EA said it would be, quote, a bigger and bolder console experience. All right. Unquote. Big and bold. I like it. So I think that means not free to play, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And another giggy news, uh, we all love Star Wars. right? Yeah, yeah. Love Star Wars. I yeah. do love Star Wars. I love Star Wars except for the prequels. Like, well, most people. what prequels? Uh, yeah, exactly. What, what are those things? Okay,
0: actually, I will acknowledge the prequels because the costume design was incredible. They didn't add much to the story, perhaps,
1: but or the- they took away
0: from the story. <laughs> No, no one can take those original movies away from you, Nicole. Don't
1: let them. Yeah, just hang I just have on to, to have those... them in my mind because George Lucas won't let them be released <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> um but no, you're right about the costumes. And at mm-hmm. the EMP Museum in Seattle, they have an exhibit going on right now with all the Star Wars costumes. And it's incredible. I didn't realize how many costumes Natalie Portman wore throughout. The- so many. I read That's this. Beautiful. They yeah. started
0: off. They were like, okay, she's gonna have two costumes. And then as the production went on, they were like, no, no, she needs more. And they just kept yeah. adding and adding and adding. It and was like totally every, worth it.
1: Every different you know situation, she yeah. had a different costume on. Yeah, which was pretty nuts. And they're Gosh. so elaborate. And they're beautiful. gorgeous. But anyhow onto the the new news. So there was a little bit of details released about Star Wars Rogue One, which is the first movie that's going to be a spin-off of the main mm-hmm. track of movies. Star Wars The Force Awakens is the next main track. But Rogue and One And that's
0: the one that's going to actually have like um Harrison Ford and Yeah. I'm- <laughs> okay, Harrison Ford is the only one that's come to mind right okay. now. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> Childhood crush. Right. Uh- <laughs>
2: Carrie Fisher Carrie, Carrie thank Fisher you. it was yeah. on the tip
0: of my tongue and that's okay so this one rogue one is a totally different thing yes it okay. is the same
1: universe but different paths all right so gareth edwards who is the director of... Um, Reviewed a f- he revealed some f- some details. The official synopsis is, a rogue band of resistance fighters unite for a daring mission to steal the Death Star plans and bring new hope to the galaxy in the Star Wars anthology f- f- film, <laughs> Rogue One. I've never heard of an
0: anthology. What's that? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> shut up, <someone. laughs> Um So this movie is set after Revenge of the Sith, but before A New Hope. And its focus is going to be more about the Rebels as a group rather than Jedi specifically. So hopefully
0: bridging the gap between those prequels, which we acknowledge begrudgingly. boring. (laughs)
1: Boring. Yeah. Hey. Maybe
2: because there was too much Jedi. So this will
1: fix that. I think they got boring when they tried to put too much of empire politics into it and yeah the first one was all this, tax policy yeah, the, oh, I gosh. Was the, yeah i was like really <laughs> i can't even follow this like who would think that they would want to watch a movie but i this? was just sitting there
0: dazzled by natalie portman's costumes but <laughs> i'm pretty sure my dad did fall asleep in the middle of episode
1: one so i, I vividly remember him falling asleep in the movie theater <laughs> i fell asleep in the movie theater oh my gosh! episode three, Oh well because it was during e3 we stayed up for the midnight <laughs> thing i we'd had a Big party before, so I was hungover all day. Oh my gosh. And we went to go see this film at midnight and I fell asleep. <laughs> and like, and then when I woke up, like they were on the Wookiee Planet or whatever. I'm like, Wookiees? Where did all these Wookiees come from? <laughs> like, not realizing that I had fallen asleep, and I was just lost <laughs> from there on. I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it either. I saw like Well, okay, parts of to be fair, it, yeah, yeah. You yeah didn't. I <laughs> slept through part of it. You guys, I saw
2: it at Skywalker Ranch. Oh, Are really? you- Yes, I did, and I had to, you know, pretend that I liked it. Yeah, which was, you know, because George Lucas was there, and yeah, it was hard. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get uh,
0: an
1: Oscar for that role as a person who liked? I should have. I should. The one part I was awake for, which I wish I hadn't been, was the (laughs) no. Oh
0: no, that's that's the only good part. It's iconic.
1: No. In a bad way. Yeah, in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um but I have a lot of hope for Rogue One. Yeah, cuz are they
0: taking it out of Lucas's hands basically? Yeah,
1: Disney owns Star Wars yeah. now, so <laughs> they can do whatever the heck <laughs> Thank they want. God. Um but I'm especially excited for Rogue One because one of my friends wrote the story for it. Oh my gosh. Gary Whitta. Who happens to be my friend. I'm going to name drop now. Gary Wood is my friend. Um, (laughs) But he's a screenwriter. He's been really successful. He wrote um, Book of Eli and also worked with uh, M. Night Shyamalama, however you say his name, (laughs) on After Earth. So he's been pretty successful. That's great. very cool. And I met him because he was writing a comic book for Death Junior, which was a property we were PRing when I was – Working at a developer, which is funny. I can tell people I used to be his editor. <laughs> uh,
0: you used to tell should, him what to do. Yeah,
1: exactly. You should see if you can be his date for the Oscars. Like get oh, right in there right now. Are we up at level? I, I, and, I think his wife would probably be oh, mad that. Okay. All Here's right. what
0: we'll do. I'm I'm gonna kindly incapacitate her. Oh okay. and then I'm sure that you're her up. I'm sure like right there in his mind he's like, you know, if for some reason my wife can't make it to the Oscars. That editor I had, yeah. Nicole Tanner, <laughs> she was
1: great. I'd I like to take her to the extremely Oscars. extremely supportive of him through his writing career. He's this got a novel true. coming out in July, too, oh my that God. he did on oh um, no. InkShares. Have you heard about this site? Oh, no. I it's like crowdfunding for books. Oh, and wow. And so if you, meet, if you meet your goal, then they, they actually then take the book and distribute it like in bookstores, and they do marketing for it and oh, all that kind wow. of stuff. Oh, wow. What a great model. So the, yeah. Yeah. they do the boring part for you. That's awesome. Yeah, as long as you <laughs> – Excuse me. As long as you meet your target goal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And they sort of clung on to Gary as sort of like their big in to get yeah. popular kind of thing. Like they announced that he was doing his thing like right when he started, before he was funded at all, before they even started it. Like Gary, what a Um but yeah. So so that's a cool thing. And he's got a novel coming out in July. Gary, you can thank me for pitching your novel. It's called Abomination. There you go. Um, I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> getting right on that on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Pre-order. <laughs> Excuse me. So in other news or not really news to me but Hearthstone has 30 million players. 30
0: million. 30
1: million players. Amazing. That's like
0: more people than I know.
1: No, you don't say. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's more followers than I have on Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but, but yeah, yeah it's, more
0: days than i've been alive.
1: it's not surprising to me because i think that game is awesome it's on iphones now instead of just ipad which means i get to play against my husband a lot nice and beat him a lot i really need I, to download
0: it so we can play against each other in the
2: office oh my yes. gosh but wait i need a tutorial because i watched a let's play of a oh, first zone yeah i was like what yeah so uh, I mean, what did you learn
1: it, it mm. takes a while to get good at that, and it, that's just all about garnering the right cards and learning how that they, they work together. And I think all a that short
2: kind of tutorial stuff. would get me started, and then Ooh. I could play. Are you saying
1: that I should? We should do that Let's together. play. Yeah, we totally could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But the other interesting thing, actually, the the thirty million players things came out of a really boring um, Activision's, you know, fiscal twenty fourteen report type stuff. Mm-hmm. All the boring financial stuff. Um, but one interesting thing that came out of that is that they said that half of their revenue accounts for all digital items now. So expansion packs, map packs, customizable things. Oh my things. gosh! Half. Of their revenue comes from that's Act. amazing, and we're talking about Activision, which is the publisher of Call of Duty. Yeah, so, oh, half of Activision's half of Activision's revenue wow. comes from digital stuff, from like buying a pack in Hearthstone. Or wow. so we can declare the video game revenue model changed,
2: right? Absolutely, that's it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, everything is going digital, and uh, which yep. is not a bad thing, in my opinion. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's it's I was I was sort of staggered by that. Like yeah. half. Like I figured it would probably be a substantial portion, but half is yeah. a lot when you're talking about a 4 billion dollar company. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So.
0: <laughs> I was not expecting that from a huge publisher like Activision. Yeah. I think that speaks a lot to the value that Hearthstone brings to its like the purchasable items like yeah. we were talking about a couple weeks ago like that's a game where it makes spending money worth it, and yeah. they're making that much money off of yeah. it. Yeah, and like the Destiny
1: are... stuff too. Yeah, which I yeah. haven't played Destiny, but I guess there's lots of customizable stuff you can buy in that too. Um, so yeah, it's just it was kind of staggering. Woo.
3: I think it'd be really interesting. It'd be really interesting to figure out or to see the kind of distribution of who, how much money people are spending,
1: uh, and yeah. like
3: what the you know. The, I think you said they, you call them whales. Yeah, spend yeah. Like, how big are those whales and who right. are they? And, yeah. And actually talk to them and figure out, I mean, are they happy that they spent this? Was it a mistake? Are they pleased? I mean, they're probably pleased. It'd be really interesting yeah. to know. And how much, how much have they actually spent? I think it'd be really cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have heard tell of people who have spent upwards of $100,000 yeah. in some of these games. Not for <clears throat> specifically, but in some of the free-to-play mm-hmm. games. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean... They could just be really, really rich people who just have money to throw around. Or they could just be one of those people that, you know, gets kind of hooked and ends up getting in a lot of trouble with their wife or significant (laughs) other. Uh, Gosh. I I can't even imagine. It's an interesting thing to see happen. Especially having been in games now for like over 10 years to see how – it has been a huge transition from box retail to, to yeah, digital. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if
3: you think like if 2% of the people are spending a huge amount of money representing a lot of the, the, the um, revenue of the company, mm-hmm. like how is the company touching base with those people and watching them and, and listening to what they have to say? And uh, it would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. What do these there people have been some, some really yeah, exactly. advanced
1: kind of analytics – Uh, developments just in the last few years. Because when games started, the free-to-play games really kind of hit their stride on Facebook. Like, that was where they all started. Mm -hmm. And all of those companies have, like, a team of analytics people Mm -hmm. who are just tracking everything. And it has its pros and its cons, because also then the numbers start to drive the game design.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Which Which is probably what happened with Plants vs. Zombies 2. Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't always result in a good thing. Um, Other news... There's a new Minecraft book out. There are lots of Minecraft books. Oh, my gosh. Simone, you have to tell us about the one you were just reading.
0: I I learned something today. We were reading about this new Minecraft book, which is basically a guide to Minecraft. Um, And... Recently, or last winter, Minecraft, uh, it was announced that Minecraft was going to have a Telltale game, which is a story-based game. We've talked about it before. Um, Telltale makes these great story-based games where you explore morality, et cetera, et cetera. And we were like, well, Minecraft has no story. How are they going to make a story-based game about it? And then I stumbled upon the... Fan-written Minecraft novels, uh, which have incredibly good ratings on Amazon.com, <laughs> that are about uh, someone named Game GameNight999, who gets sucked into Minecraft, and is, like, fighting to save the server from the evil baddies, and I, I was reading some excerpts of it, and, um, boy... <laughs> Boy, howdy! <laughs> so, I, I gosh, I should have written down the name of the series, but um, the the second one was Enter the Nether, and you can you can sure find that on the internet and read it on Amazon. But I,
1: I need you to do, to do your impersonation of the evil person's voice—the screechy,
0: high pitched voice that Erebus has. Yeah, Erebus, king of the Nether. <laughs> I'll follow you to the next server, yeah. user who is not a user.
1: Yeah. So apparently in this book, you're told every paragraph that this guy has a high, screechy voice. Basically. Yeah. He, he screeched Good in his know. high-pitched, <laughs> yeah. shrieking voice.
0: Uh, there there are, there are
1: well-written children's books out there. And then there are these books. <laughs> <laughs> So the Minecraft book that we're talking about is actually like a guide type thing. It's actually written Mm -hmm. to be helpful for parents to form connections with their kids over Minecraft. Mm -hmm. It's called Block City and it's written by Kirsten Kearney and Yazar Strovas. I hope I pronounced that correct. Um, But a quote from Polygon said that while not explicitly written for kids, Block City represents an opportunity to bridge the gap between generations by starting conversations, which is, hey –
0: exactly what that's we what, like
1: what's we that's what we're all about yeah pixel like we should pull this excerpt and like just put it on our site but the, <laughs> bo-
2: the book looks like it would be great to just sit down and um page through because yeah. the illustrations are mm-hmm. gorgeous and yeah. all these examples of what people have built in minecraft they blow your mind mm-hmm. they're so yeah. amazing did and they,
0: I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you. Do you know if they talk about like the the li- or the two scale country replicas that have been built in Minecraft?
1: You see, I don't even understand what that means. So, oh gosh! Um, <laughs> uh, sure, I uh, bet <laughs> they built countries. It's
0: really it's really cool. Yeah, there is a two scale representation of Denmark. I think I believe, and a lot of others as well. And I think after the Haitian earthquakes. Um they built Haiti in Minecraft and we're doing like city planning in Minecraft. Wow. Yeah. So and it's talk it, about it was,
1: games for good. Yeah, for right. serious for yeah. serious Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, because it's all one to one scale, you know, every block can represent a foot, say, and you yeah. can totally absolutely build things to scale in Minecraft. And
1: yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So Simone made Curtis play Minecraft. I did. I forced <laughs> it's Curtis true. on a and day when apparently
0: week. his back was broken and <laughs> <laughs> his mind was gone.
1: So, Curtis, how did you like playing Minecraft?
3: Well, let's see. Simone was kind enough to spend more than an hour. Right? We played. It for was an hour.
0: more than hours. An hour and sixteen minutes. And it was.
3: It was. <laughs> it, was it was cool. I and mean, my takeaway was: it was hard. It was really hard. It was harder than I thought. Um, and maybe you have respect for. How good my son is at this?
0: Yeah, let's bring a little context. So I sat down with Curtis because his son plays Minecraft, and uh, Curtis had tried it before. You tried it with him, right? And it Very didn't briefly. go well. No, no yeah, because no. he's not as good a teacher as I am. That's absolutely true. He's a child. <laughs> so I decided, okay, well, let's see if I can do. I can one up him, and. Uh, Well, (laughs) I think we did better. We did better. We didn't do our best. Uh, It was difficult for me, too, because I hadn't played the Xbox 360 version of Minecraft before. And um, because it was split screen, the area that I was seeing was a lot smaller than I was used to. And the whole crafting system was different. And also, we just got a really bad draw, I think, with the world that we were dropped into. In Minecraft, uh, we were playing in survival mode, so there were monsters and day-night cycles, and it got really dark. And you're supposed to be able to find coal and make torches in Minecraft. We could not find a single block of coal until, (laughs) like, an hour into this game. And so every night, it would be dark, the monsters would come out, and we'd just be sitting there completely in the pitch black going, "Well."
3: And I would say, "What is that weird noise?" Like, Don't worry, it's just zombies. <laughs> <laughs> can't see anything. It also didn't help that I dug down and down and down yeah. and down and down and down. And down and
0: well, I, I, I told you to. You are only trying to listen to me and follow was, your orders. when you said well. you were
3: a good teacher.
0: <laughs> I okay. I'm better than an eleven year old.
3: Well, there's one thing I could do. I could dig. I yeah, I could do that. you are great it,
0: at digging and picking flowers.
3: That's right. Those are the two, <laughs> those are the two things I, I mastered. Maybe not yeah. bad for the first time. I yeah. saw you chop down some trees, and oh, right. that's true. That's you're true. Right. You
2: did. you did some stuff.
3: I did, did. a <laughs> <I did. laughs> so few things, Well, um, you know, I found the the whole sort of navigating and moving around, and the fa- the fact that you could switch. Mm-hmm. I seem to do this randomly without meaning to, from first person view to third person view, back yeah. and forth. I don't know what I was hitting to make that happen. I don't
0: remember how you did that either. Yeah. <laughs> but I
3: found like just literally like managing the the handset to be really hard. Mm-hmm. I was surprised because I mean, the handset has what it's got two toggles. Four buttons bumpers, It's called a controller. A controller. Yes. Okay, that's A it. controller. <laughs> See, <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was really hard. There's a lot of stuff, and it was very counterintuitive. I yeah. mean, the buttons were like, yeah. you know, A and X and Z and Y or whatever. But they, they didn't. They weren't like arrows. They weren't. It was very counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that th- was kind of that was harder than I thought.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that I would definitely, if people are bringing um, someone who hasn't played a game in to play with them before. What I learned from this was, you know, just the basic, like you said to me at some point, like just running around on the surface and interacting with things, like being able to pick a flower was something that was new and interesting to you. I didn't need to like give you a mission so much. Like we we wanted to dig down as far as we could go. We didn't need to do that. What Curtis needed to do was just see that he could interact with objects in different ways and especially – um just moving, that mm-hmm. was a challenge in itself. Running forward and jumping at the same time yeah. was enough of an activity. Yeah. <laughs> it was.
3: And, and figuring out when you fall in the ocean how to get out of it. Yeah. Oh, I so, loved so. it when you fell in the water and you're <laughs> out. I was that just was bouncing hilarious. up and down. I and, was, like, nice. and then it was cool because from, from your screen, yeah. you could see me fly out and then go back in and then fly yep. out and go back nice. in. Nice. You were and bobbing just, up and down. It
0: was, it was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah,
1: but controllers are hard. They are like we take it for granted if we've been playing games for a long time, Mm -hmm. that even if they change a little bit from console generation to console generation, they're still basically the same. But a brand new person, you hand them that thing, and they're going to be like,
2: "Yeah, it's
1: it's really intimidating. (laughs) It's really
2: hard too to um, line up your view with your movement, right?" I had a really hard time, and that's the basic thing. You really have to get that down before you can move around or see yeah. where you're going yeah. and um, that like takes any a little 3D practice game. Yeah.
0: yeah what we needed was like a flat open plane where we could practice running in circles and picking <laughs> flowers because <laughs> yeah i mean because you're controlling your motion With one thumb and controlling what – your head basically with another thumb. So he could be moving forward or moving in the correct direction but facing the wrong way because his head isn't turned that way. And that that was where we kind of ran into a lot of like, I'm over here. Curtis. (laughs) Curtis to your left. Curtis.
1: That could be where you run into a lot of things. My daughter often will be looking behind her as she's walking and – Boom! In real life, right into a yeah. wall. <laughs> 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 I'm like, Anna, you need to look where you're walking. We're still getting oh, over that. In that's interesting. In real yeah. life, it's also a problem.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well, it just struck me the whole the. How developed your sense of, of 3D spaces in mm, this game? Right. I mean, because the way my son zooms around and he'll run into something that his friend built that's crazy complicated mm-hmm. and zoom around and, and kind of know exactly where he is. Yeah. Where I cannot figure out if he's going up, down. I, I can't figure out anything. Yeah. So that, I thought yeah. that was really interesting. Um, I mean, definitely a skill that I don't have. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully I'm smart enough to figure it out, but yeah. I, I don't have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other thing that's interesting is the, um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that are interesting, but one of the things is the, was the level of granularity. That Simone saw that I didn't see, like you would yeah. see something and be like that's coal and that's charcoal, mm-hmm. and to me they looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I would never have figured that out. I mean I could have eventually,
0: but it, that's only because I had pl- I've played the game before. Like if I had not done that, I would have been just as lost as you with that. Because in in Minecraft it was it wasn't coal and charcoal that was a different thing. It was uh, it was just cobblestone. Or sorry, not cobblestone, just stone and coal. And stone is kind of like a, a model gray. And then coal looks the same except with tiny black spots. And of course, we're in almost pitch black. And I see this coal and I'm like, there it is. <laughs> and i I pointed it out to Curtis, but at the same, like I, I even I could tell at that moment I was like thinking, okay, what this what is Curtis seeing right now? And I was like, oh God, there's no way that that I would be able to, like, drop someone in this game and have them go, oh, yes, this rock is distinctly different from this rock. <laughs> you kind of have to have that gamer mentality, a mentality that I think is ingrained in gamers where you're always looking for what is different because mm-hmm. that thing that is subtly different is probably the thing that you can interact with in yeah. an interesting way. Right, yeah. Yeah, and in, in the most case of Minecraft, like games,
1: it's- like, you know, if you've got different paths to go down, yeah. that, that will be lit subtly a little yeah. more than the other ones. Yeah, it's just a... Uh, it's just something you pick there's, up as a gamer. There's and it's, a lot it's hard to teach, yeah. actually. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you learn it from playing games for a long mm-hmm. time, right. so.
3: But it, it also struck me as the kind of thing that if I just tried by myself, it would be very hard. I mean, yeah. if I was just like, I'm going to start playing this as a non-gamer. Just and playing. the
0: night would fall and you would well, die. Well, I'd dig myself in a tunnel <laughs> and <it'd> be black
3: <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, I broke this thing. I'm <laughs> off. Um, yeah. So, like, having – there were a lot of dead ends that were hard to back out of if I didn't yeah. Know. Like, the only way to get out – we had to switch – controllers yeah, yeah. because you had to dig a stairway to get yourself out of this black hole of doom that I dug all the way to the center of the earth. That, that was maybe my low point or my high point yeah. when I finally handed it over to you.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, gosh. That that hole that we dug. And then uh, we ran into the directional problem again when um, – because I, I died and uh, Curtis died as well a couple times. And when you die, you respawn where your game started but you do not necessarily respond where you died. So when I first came back, I realized, oh, my God, I have to actually find the hole where I left Curtis. (laughs) Curtis is in the center of the earth somewhere with all of my stuff. Still digging. And, like, I ran around in the world for a while going, oh,
1: crap, oh, crap, where are the landmarks? Go find the baby stuck in the well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's so – and – I mean other people who play Minecraft a lot more than me have trouble with this too. It's just, it's hard to kind of place yourself in the world, learn the context of the, the place that you're in and kind of find out where your landmarks are and things like that in a in a world that is just trees and nature. I think we have problems with that in real life too, but yeah. Yeah. So, but we did yeah. it. We, we did. sure survived. <laughs>
3: Then there are a couple of things that, I mean, I'm going to make myself sound a thousand years old here. But one thing that really struck me was the non-linearity of it. And um, I, I mean, I know everyone's talked about this. I'm yeah. not the first person to mention this. But like at least most of the stuff that I do is still pretty linear. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Minecraft is completely not. And I'm kind of looking for what am I supposed to be doing and there's mm-hmm. nothing I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so that was cool. I mean, I had to kind of wrap my head around what do we mm. What are the? What's the goal here? Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's why, I think that's why I just started digging. Like you said, you can dig, and it was yeah. like okay, there's a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing, okay, here's a question. Yeah. What's up with the graphics? <laughs> like what? What is going on with the on purpose absolutely terrible graphics in Minecraft? I mean, clearly I it's actually, on purpose.
0: I quite enjoy them. I think um, there are certain texture packs you can download that give Minecraft a lot of simplistic beauty. Um, It's definitely definitely intentional. Um, Part of it is probably because it was created by a very small studio. I think at the beginning it was just Notch, uh, one guy, Marcus Person, who was creating it. Um, And it's kind of – it's stuck with that as it goes on. I I believe that the graphics originated because if you're one guy building this game and you're building something that is an open world where you can, in the game, make anything, it has to be square. It has to be 1-1 so that nothing, like – you don't have objects intersecting yeah. with objects. Everything is a block, so it, yeah. there's, it solves a lot of programming issues. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, yeah. you can't be a programmer and do anything more complex. Yeah. Like, like, in the straight programming, you would need an artist to do mm-hmm. something. But it's easy to code a block with, like, a slightly darker pixel here yeah. or there. Yeah, but, yeah.
3: I mean, but then you look at some of the other games that are so crazy realistic, where, yeah. I, like, I see my son playing it, I, I actually can't tell if he's watching a movie yeah. or playing a game. For it. sure, yeah. 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 And it was, one of the things that struck me is... I remember a little while ago, I was thinking about how um, when you read a book, you have to do suspension of disbelief, right? Right. Where you just have to kind of forget about it Mm -hmm. and get in your mind and completely see it. And it's funny the fact that Minecraft is so, the graphics are so Mm -hmm. non-realistic. I think it makes it almost easier to to suspend disbelief and Mm -hmm. and sort of get into it, like really wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that may serve a a very specific purpose to have it be so unrealistic looking. And it is
0: interesting. I think it kind of, because a lot of, or at least younger people, people even younger than me, can be kind of oh, graphic so snobs. Okay, talked about my roommate who's three years younger than me. <laughs> um, but Minecraft, because it has this very particular style, because it is, it looks so intentionally lo-fi, it kind of bypasses that issue of, oh, well, this just looks old and ugly because they didn't have the technology at the time. It's so intentional that you can...
1: Yeah, timeless. Yeah, yeah. it becomes timeless. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Speaking from my experience with other uh, building games like Disney Infinity's Toy Box Mode, um, I did have a lot of trouble with that, um just making making anything because getting objects that were differently shaped oddly patterned and textured, like, it was really hard to kind of make something that looked good and looked cohesive in that game. And also the controls are obnoxious to me. But <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of trouble with something that, that would be, you know, that that was better looking in a – in a, from an artistic standpoint, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really hard to manage for me. So that's my – Yeah, two cents on experience with graphics.
2: (laughs) Minecraft might appeal to kids, too, partly because it's like blocks. It's like Lego. Um, True. It's more of a toy than a game in some ways. So kids have all that creative energy they can use to build whatever they want. And it's just like using Mm -hmm. blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I
0: think that's where we as adults run into problems with it. Because, like, as a kid, you go into that sandbox where there is no goal. There's no linearity, like you were saying. And they make their own goals and kind of go through. And when you make a goal, like, if I made a goal, like, I'm going to build a castle made of sandstone, that becomes – It it creates its own linearity because I need to go through the processes to find those materials to build that castle in the image that I make in my mind. Mm -hmm. As an adult, I think it's a lot harder to go into that space and say, okay, I can do literally anything I want. What am I going to create today? Because we're so – we get so kind of stuck in our ways almost. It's hard to just build something I had that same
1: experience um, when I first got The Sims, the very first Sims. So my husband's like – I got this game for you. I think you would like it. And I was was like, oh, okay, what is it? It's like, well, you play these little people and you, like, build houses for them and send them to work and stuff. And I'm like, okay, but what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Because it was like – it was just a whole weird concept of you've just got these people. You can do whatever you want. So, And I started setting my goals. It was like, okay, I'm going to get this person to the – End of this career track, or but then when you get there, you're like, "Uh, now what do I do do now? (laughs) Um, You know, and I mean, it's interesting though, it gets Mm -hmm. fun, especially when I accidentally killed myself for the first time. From a gerbil bite. <laughs> oh, no. Which is – they actually patched that. This was in the first first or second expansion pack. They had a little gerbil pet that you could have. And one of the things that – I'm had, really
2: it, shocked right now. Yeah. I did not know you could kill yourself yeah,
1: yeah. with a gerbil bite. So you can interact with this. I mean in you can't really – it's like it's just a cage that you have some choices <laughs> with. So if you didn't get it, keep it clean, then your gerbil will get sick and bite you, and then you would get sick and so it got, like, die. So got, like, gerbil sims rabies? Yeah, something like septic that. <laughs> septic. Septic gerbils. The lesson there was that you always had to keep the cage clean before you had to interact with the gerbil wow. thing.
2: Well, that's a good lesson. Yeah. There we I go. Guess. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think sims it, was just... I don't think it deserves that you would get
1: killed for that, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then, the, you know, the Grim Reaper shows up and... probably play rock, paper, scissors, and... <laughs> yeah. the, the sims Grim Reaper, are delightful games. Yeah, the Grim Reaper in The Sims has gotten steadily more funny. Like, in yeah. the first games, he would just show up and, like, you know, take the person who had died. But now he will do things like, after he takes the person who's died, he'll go in the house and he'll, like, play on the computer <laughs> or yeah, or, you know, go to the bathroom or he does all this crazy kind of stuff now, which is really hilarious. And you never know what he's going to do. That's kind of the joy of it. So you yeah. watch it unfold. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yes, uh, those games are. You so almost want to die to find out what happens. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean that's a huge thing in The Sims. Was let's figure out how many. How many? We yeah, can, <laughs> we
0: can make them die. So many times, swimming pools, yeah, no ladders.
1: Yeah, you just build a swimming pool without a ladder. They will drown. You can. <laughs> you can <laughs> lock, lock them in, in, a in, a, in a little room <laughs> where you, they can't go to the bathroom. They can't eat. they Can't do anything, oh. and eventually they'll just eventually, die yeah. that way yeah it's, uh, it's, but you it's can really also sadistic, have to become but...
0: astronauts and doctors, <laughs> yes, exactly uh, What do you do when you reach the end of a career path? I mean, I never got that okay you th- you're just there. You just exist, yeah. well, I guess eventually you can retire and die
2: welcome to middle yeah. age you guys yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well it's, it's okay Linda like- you can
0: retire and die <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man
1: thanks Simone so- maybe uh, I'll go, this go this to will Disneyland be my last time first. on the Pixican. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it might be your last time anywhere right? <laughs> I'm not old enough to retire. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the later Sims games actually did have this generational thing where, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd have people, they'd have babies and they could die and then the babies age up. And I always turned off aging. I do
0: too because I don't want it to end before I'm ready. Exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I want to be young and beautiful forever. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm doing pretty well so far. (laughs) Yeah. You're still very, very young. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You left
2: out beautiful, Nicole. I noticed <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she noticed
3: <laughs> it. Yeah, I <laughs> did. Yeah. Well, you know what? for posterity. Oh.
1: Yeah. She has told me about funny mouth noises and her mixed feelings about me, so <laughs> I think that's the least I can do. <laughs> <laughs> you showed a lot of restraint. Yeah, I
2: exactly.
0: think so. Horrible misunderstanding. <laughs> this is slander. Yes. The disrespect that I get. <laughs>
1: It's almost like we need to have more of these to be more entertaining mm. on the podcast.
0: Mm. Start seeking out ways to accidentally insult Nicole. Yeah. Every day.
3: Oh, wow. Uh, um, we well, went on a tangent. Of, <laughs> yes. no, I like this tangent. Speaking of insulting, yeah, I go think, for it. I think a really fun thing to do would be to have the, the, uh, Let's play that we did of me, yeah, narrated by some kids making fun of just how bad I am. Yeah. And I will sign up for that, and I won't take it personally because I think it would be really funny. Yeah, because I, I totally think I, my badness happen. defies any expectation <laughs> that they could have. That's hilarious. Or exceeds any expectations.
0: I would be very entertaining to see that, and I I'm definitely gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll put something together. We're gonna make a, a play date for a bunch of kids to That would be awesome. A, a viewing, as it were. <laughs> yeah.
3: Curtis's son and, and his friend roast.
0: Yeah, the roast of Curtis Friedenberg. <laughs> yes. Oh my
1: gosh, <laughs> that's that's very cool. Um,
3: hey, I, I had a couple other questions for you about yeah, the yeah. about the um, when we played. What what was that animal that I ended up inside of? And explain so, that, explain oh no. that to the greater world. <laughs> oh gosh.
0: Okay. So this was not just Curtis's fault. This was also my fault. Uh, I after I escaped the hole, I built a house because I, I had the I had the coal. So I made torches. I built a beautiful little house, one room. And I was like, all right, Curtis, you can you can hand be on the surface now. I'll hand my controller to you. You'll be safe here, and I will get your character out of the hole. And so he's just hanging out in the house, which I forgot to put a door on. And as he is just minding his own business in this beautiful house a skeleton archer waltzes right in the door and starts shooting him and i was like oh crap there he goes but curtis somehow ended up inside the skeleton archer i think i pressed all
3: the buttons at once all the buttons were pressed and they
0: merged bodies and it was still shooting him but he wasn't taking any damage so i was like all right i (laughs) guess this is the best scenario that we could hope for (laughs) Curtis is just inside this other character. He, you broke the game, Curtis. There you go. Um, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was truly truly skilled. Um but then I he he left. He he exited the archer and it killed him. Which is where we ran into again, the respawning problem. <laughs> wow. I'm, I, I literally just finished telling him, you know, the great thing about torches is that monsters don't spawn in the light. They don't like it. They'll stay away from you. You're safe. And then the skeleton archer walks right in the door and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I lied to you. Uh,
3: and the gosh. Okay, that was, I mean that was a weird thing. Here's another funny thing. It was what is that, What was that crazy thing with the creepy red eyes that was glowing at me that – you told me I couldn't look at it. The I would, Enderman I didn't actually know how to look at it, so oh, good. Scared. Well, you were safe. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have confused you. Then. That was scary. That was that right thing. before
0: you jumped right back into the ocean yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> never came out again because we quit the game. <laughs> uh, that was an Enderman. There, Minecraft started off being pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, it had, like, cows and sheep, and then there were some zombies and the creepers that blew up. And as it has evolved over the years, a lot more kind of fantastical creatures have been added. And Endermen are um, some of those creatures. They kind of look like Slenderman, if you're familiar with the urban legend that came from the internet. They're really long, tall, um, slender, completely (laughs) pitch black creatures. Humanoids and the ones in Minecraft have glowing pink eyes and basically they're they're kind of peaceful. They walk around and they just grab blocks and they move them so that they'll kind of sometimes accidentally take your house apart because they're mm. just grabbing some blocks. Um, but if you make eye contact with them, they attack you mm. <laughs> and they're super fast. You basically can't run away from them and they're really hard to kill. So.
1: That Don't sounds a little bit contact. like uh, back to the Sims again. Sounds a little bit like the zombies in the Sims. Oh,
0: I never played with zombies. Yeah, in the Sims. The
1: supernatural expansion lets you be, oh. you know, a werewolf or a fairy was that for the Sims, 3? Yeah, Sims yeah. Three? Yeah, yes, Sims Three. But <laughs> it also has a moon cycle, so when the full moon is oh. out, the zombies show up, and. This is once EA bought Popcaps. What the zombies basically do is attack your plants. <laughs> <laughs> Any garden that you've got going on outside, they will just kill it, which is frustrating because I was playing as a fairy and I needed to get, like, <laughs> ingredients for my potions. The zombies come and they just wreck my All plants. The plants. Yeah.
0: <laughs> can you, like, fence the plants off or do they break Yes, them?
1: you can fence them off, which I learned a little too late, yeah. but yeah. It happens.
0: It happens. Yeah, but
1: again, they're mostly, you know docile do they,
0: and, do they attack you if you interrupt them while they're gardening?
1: not really they they just <laughs> just kind of plants. ignore you, like huh. I was like out there like running around and being like no, Gosh. But, um, but yeah, no, you can't even really interact with them. I don't think I didn't spend a lot of time. It's like my sim was in bed when it started, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what the heck is going on because at first I thought it was the paparazzi. Because that's something you can do, with Sims and this superstar like adds this whole layer of celebrity type stuff. So there will, if you get a certain level of celebrity, the paparazzi will keep coming to your house trying to take pictures. And so that's what I thought it was at yeah. once, because I had this person who was like kept going up to my door and ringing the doorbell and looking in the windows. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I thought it so was. So you were,
0: you were a fairy papar- or fairy celebrity? Yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs>
1: married to a vampire.
0: Wow. Yes. <laughs> that is a
1: that is a celebrity marriage right there. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow. <laughs> it's funny. There's there's lots of uh, yeah. lots of similarities between The Sims and, and Minecraft. Yeah. So um so I've we're gonna segue into our um last segment of our podcast. Um and I'm actually gonna open this up. Like the original idea was to go around and say what we're playing. But I think it could also be what we're playing, what we're watching, or what we're reading. Ooh, good! To get a little better at that. So Curtis has been playing Minecraft. (laughs) Have you been watching or reading anything interesting?
3: You know what? I want to read that book we talked about today.
1: Yeah, the Block City book. I think
3: that'd be super interesting. Cool, but I haven't been reading it yet. Oh. I just
1: found out about it. All right, cool. Well, what about you, Simone? Uh, I have been watching
0: an anime called Hunter Hunter. Oh my god! I am so sorry. This
1: is—is is this bicycling?
0: Fortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> fortunately for me. So, back s- context there. I have been watching every single sports anime to ever exist, by which I mean I've only gotten through like four or five or six by now. <laughs> but I switched. I, I've gone back to pure adventure uh, with Hunter Hunter, which is a, a Shonen anime. It's like an adventure anime about boys and um it's really incredible uh it's about a a 12 year old boy who goes on this who goes out to become a hunter because his dad is a hunter it's this organization that does like all the dangerous treasure hunting beast killing work and um he goes out to become a hunter and find his deadbeat dad who i hate with all of my heart because he left this lovely boy Alone, um, who is my son now. I've adopted him. Um, anyway, wow. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> tangent. Um, well, I love this show. At you adopted
1: him as your son. We've yeah. heard you say worse things about
0: boys. <laughs> <laughs> Not on this oh. podcast, Nicole. <laughs> Not on this podcast.
1: The gloves come um,
0: off. <laughs> yeah it's it's a really fun show it's a really great solid adventure show that just keeps things moving forward at a clip that is incredible to me because there's a lot of characters a lot of stories going on at once but it's really well paced and it's just like a really good time so I, I totally recommend it for like probably 14 and up because it gets a little heavy at times I cry <laughs> almost every episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> alrighty then how about you Linda Well, Chris, my son Chris came over last night, and he got me all straightened out in Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh, yay. Yay. Did
0: he fix your problems?
2: He he fixed, you know, he got my gear kind of straightened out, and he said, Mom, don't do the missions that are above your level. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then we also played um, Rayman Legends. Oh, how was that? It's fun. It's a beautiful little 2D platformer on Xbox One. Yeah. Neat music
1: and – Yeah. Rayman has been around for ages and I found it's kind of a – either you love him or you hate him. And I've never actually played any. I've but, never played any either. But my husband hates him. Oh. So- oh, yeah. So they're <laughs> banned from your house. Well, no. I mean they're downloaded but like yeah. – because he automatically download like the free games yeah, with yeah. gold all the time. And that was one of them Right. recently and, and like – he doesn't pay attention to what's downloading. He just, like, automatically puts it on download, like, mm-hmm. when he's at work. Yeah. Starts downloading the house, and he was scrolling through the new stuff. He's like, Rayman. <laughs> like, how did that get here? I'm it's like, so cute. I how think do you play pretty, it, Linda?
2: Um, it's just a platformer, kind of a normal platformer. Mm-hmm. But there's sort yeah. of puzzle elements in it, I think. And, yeah. Um, cute music playing the whole time. Cute little yeah. characters.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Actually, it sounds like something I would enjoy probably. Yeah. It's yeah. cute and it has puzzles. That's my
1: jam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so what? I've been playing Hearthstone. Which is Shocker. Probably, probably something we should just pre-record and put into my game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been playing Hearthstone. Because um, you're a busy
0: mom. If you don't have time to play anything else, you will have played Hearthstone.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's my decompress yeah. game at the end of the day. It's not, you know, super stressful. You take your time taking turns and stuff. Um, But they – Had just released not too long ago a single player campaign Mm. that I just finished last night. The single player campaigns are really interesting because they basically pitch you up against, like, somebody if you came across them as a player and, like, they'd totally be cheating. Like, they start with full health plus 10 armor with, like, this crazy hero power. And then, like, once you break their armor, they will switch and throw in somebody else. And then once you have to beat that person, then they go back. Like, it's just crazy. Like, because, like, the whole thing is to challenge all the great players <laughs> to uh-huh. get through these people. Um, but this last one wasn't so hard for me. The first one seemed a lot harder. Now, that could mean two things. Either actually wasn't that hard or maybe I'm actually getting better. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> I'll bet you're getting better.
0: Soon you'll be on the
1: pro Hearthstone yeah. teams. Yeah. You'll leave us in the dust.
3: Yeah, paparazzi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Off Zombie <also> the- paparazzi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're yeah. The- and, um, my husband, too, um, since he started playing it more, he's like – You know, most of this focuses on gimmicky crap, although he didn't say it in those words. And I I was trying to tell him that, like, it's not gimmicky. It's about understanding the cards and which cards work well with that. Because when you get, like, the right cards at the right time, like, you can just kill people. But... There's an element of luck too because you don't know when you're going to get those cards drawn. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's awesome. Yeah, we should totally do the. I'm absolutely going to download it as soon as we leave this room. (laughs) Uh, And then all the gamers out there will probably want to throw things at me, but I just started reading Ready Player One. (gasps) You you have.
2: I, okay, I've listened to it three times. <laughs> yeah, I just started reading it. Yes, I'm sorry. And read it. Yeah. And I'm a total fangirl of Ready Player. One. I'm pretty sure yeah, cool. it's still
0: on a to do list that I have from when I first oh, met good. Linda.
1: I'm not the only one who hasn't read it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might have taken it off because I was finally like, no, this is never going to happen. I I'm suck. only
1: like, nope, it's still there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's still there. <laughs>
1: I'm only like a third of the way through it. But it's definitely very interesting. I like it a lot. Like I remember Gamer Friends talking about it when it came out. Yeah. And it was just something that I was busy doing something else at the time or whatever. It didn't – Yeah. Sort of forgot about it until like I forget how like. And they're making a
2: movie of it, right? I think so, yeah. yeah, and and I think that it might be even more fun for gamers
1: because of all the references in there. Oh yeah, and especially those who grew up in the eighties. In the eighties, right? It's not uh, even the game references; just the TV show references, like and the, the guys, movies. He's watching. He's you know watching all of the episodes of Family Ties, and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember <laughs> when that happens. So do you? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a sequence
2: in the book where spoiler alert, a little bit that yes. he has to. Um, like reenact a bi- a scene from Heather's. Do you remember? Oh the yeah, movie? I think it's from Heather's movie. Awesome movie. And he has to do it perfectly. And it's wow, God, it's so amazing. It's yeah. a great book. I love that book. That's hilarious. Heather's is an awesome movie. Yeah,
0: in a very dark way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love
0: high school movies so
1: well it's a high school movie but i know I'm not in the same vein of a, heathers of a john Hughes. <laughs> you know about
2: high school movie <laughs> heathers was probably made before you were born
0: um, most things were linda i know i
1: know here we go again. whatever <laughs> on that note two thousand
0: years of human history <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think we're gonna wrap it up for this week so uh So you know that Simone thinks that she's five years old and we're all 100. So um, I will
0: always be. That will probably be a running
1: theme (laughs) through our podcast. That's
0: the running theme of my life. I don't know how I can escape it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review and subscribe because that helps us a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, And go to pixelkin.org. We are doing lots of great stuff there. Written articles, video stuff, all about games from a family perspective, including Simone and Courtney's Let's Plays, which are free of vulgarity. At That's least right. mostly, yeah. <laughs> our YouTube,
2: our YouTube is safe.
1: Yes, our YouTube channel is safe, so you don't have to worry about that. And follow us on Facebook and yeah, Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. Facebook just straight up Pixelkin. Twitter Pixelkin underscore org. And uh, personal Twitter handles, I am at Nicole Tanner. Linda is? At Lydia Storm. I'm at Doom Quasar. And now Linda got upset that we didn't let her explain her story last time. So go ahead. I didn't get upset.
2: (laughs) You were crying
0: in
1: the office. I heard you. I was complaining,
2: as I often do. (laughs) <clears throat> no, Lydia Storm, um my friends and I created a satire of a um romance novel nice. a few years back. And we each had to create a you know what it romance novel. Uh, pen name. Pen name. name. Oh, right, right. Nice. So it's my romance novelist pen name. Lydia Storm. Nice. Very Doesn't nice. that sound like a. It does, absolutely. Yeah. That is. Or maybe perfect. porn. But yeah. No. Well, it's no. romance. Well, I
1: was thinking that, but I wasn't going to go there, so you did. It. That's
2: that. <laughs> it's romance. Just romance. Yeah.
1: Whatever you say, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, do you have a Twitter handle you want to throw out there? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. No comment. Okay. Um, so I yeah. know where you are, Curtis. <laughs> um, so thanks again for listening. And if you have questions, comments, or feedback, Please feel free to send those to hello at pixelkin.org and we will answer questions once we have them. I think I've said this four times now, but thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.